So let us just pray together. Oh Lord God, may your Holy Spirit be upon us. May we hear your word today, found in the Bible. May we know what it means to be faithful to you. May we know what it means to live by faith. Oh Lord, we pray this in your holy name. Amen. Now we've come into December now, which, you know, for all intensive purposes, is Christmas season, isn't it? How many people have noticed there's been, you know, one or two Christmas decorations out and around in the shopping areas of, of, the, of the, you know, up at Miranda and around those places? Have you seen some? Uh, have, we, have we got to the point where we're starting to get saturation on Christmas carols and Christmas kind of things yet? It, it gets that time of year, doesn't it, when it, you know, Christmas is plastered out there, but we often don't spend the time and think about what the meaning of Christmas is all about. For us here at New Beginnings, we have been, for the past three years, focusing on, on one of the words um, associated with Christmas. Um, you know, first of all, we, we, we looked at joy and then we've looked at hope and last year we looked at love. This year we're going to be focusing on faith. And if you've looked outside next year, you should already know where we're going to go, which will be peace. But this year, we're focusing on faith and what it means to, to have faith, what it means to have faith at Christmas time, and who we have faith in. But to kick off our series on faith today, we're going to explore in a little depth how faith is more than a feeling. So I want to ask you this question. How is your life directed? How do you make decisions in your life? Is it by faith or is it by feelings? How do you make decisions? Think for a moment. What are the things that drive you to make decisions? Do you go, oh, it feels good, so I'm going to do it? You know, most of the world at the moment is on, if it feels good, we decide to do it. So we need to, and that's the feeling kind of thing, but we need to kind of have a think about how our, how our faith in Jesus Christ influences our decisions rather than being led by what we feel like doing today. What does our faith tell us that we should be doing. So in order for, you know, to understand this a little bit better, I'm going to tell you about me a little bit more. I'm going to tell you about how I make decisions. So I'm going to, I'm going to talk about um, my personality type. If you haven't already uh, understand it, you know, I've done a few uh, personality type uh, uh, tests over the years, and, and, and I come out as, a, you know, if you haven't already figured out, um, an introvert. So I'm, I'm not necessarily the most outgoing person. Um, I'm a little bit borderline between thinking about what, what things could be so, or, or the details of things, so I can work on both of those. Um, 
I'm pretty uh, free in the way I uh, organise my time. I'm, I'm a bit more spontaneous. And, you know, at, at one time in my life, to say, use a diary, that would have been a dirty word. But, you know, um, because, you know, you, you just can't nail yourself down to having to do things at particular times. <laughs> Caleb's in that boat. But a diary's really good. It does help you. you know, it helps you keep on track. helps you keep going where you need to be going. But, see, the, thing, the, the part of my personality that, uh, that I wanted to talk about today is how we actually kind of make decisions. Do we do it with our feelings or do we do it by... Uh, the thoughts, the thinking, the rational process that we have. Now, I'm a rational process kind of decision maker. Um, and that, that's the kind of, you know, where I work you know, and I'm most comfortable. Um, I'll look at a situation, look at the practicality of it, look at the rationality of the information in front, in front of me and going, well, this is the decision. We need to go for it. That's the way to do it. You know, Annette, on the other hand, makes decisions differently to the way I do. I do it via the thinking mode, and it does it a bit more. Her preference is a bit more in the feeling mode. So what, what that means is that Annette makes decisions based on, um, where, on the empathy for the other person, on how that may influence, affect and influence the other person, whether it's actually, you know, whatever the information's going, it's, her decision is not based on the rationality of it, but how will that affect her or the other people? So the feeling side of things. Um, and so, that, you know, at times, um, we're perfectly complementary in how we do things. You know, we, we work really well because I can be rational about things and then it goes, no, hang on, you need to stop for a moment. You've got to th think about how this is going to impact other people. And at times, we clash because we go, no, well, this is the right way to go. No, that's not the right way. This is the way. And that happens when we don't talk about why we're making decisions. But, you know, even though I'm a thinking person, doesn't mean I don't have feelings. I don't, and I don't necessarily make decisions on my feelings. I do. I still make decisions based on feelings as well. Um, I tend to use my thought processes and I bring in the feeling side of things, but I tend to make more, you know, put a greater weight on the rationality and practicality of all those kind of things. But with all of this, you know, we still make decisions based on feelings. Even though I know something, even though I can rationalise it, there are times when we make decisions based on how it just feels. You know, um, should we have dessert after dinner? Well, I know I'm full, but my feeling says, that chocolate cake looks good. My rational brain says, that is not good for me. It's not good for my waistline. Don't eat it. But my feeling side says, it will make you feel good. It will make you feel happy. It's nice. Can you see the difference? And so at times, times, I will be rational and go, no, that cake's not for me. And other times, the feeling side of me goes, no, stuff it. You know, <laughs> this, this, I'm going to eat that. You know? um, and so you know, we all have that. See, the thing is, feelings are linked with emotions. You know, feelings and emotions are like two sides of a coin. You know, emotions are, are really a, a neurological response to an, an emotional stimulus. 
It's a physical response that happens when, when, when things happen to you or when things are happening within you. Feelings are, strictly speaking, your brain's responding to that emotional stimulus. And we're trying to make sense of that emotion. So feelings are a reaction to the stimulus that we receive. Now, I said that, you know, on the other hand, faith is more than just a feeling. Faith in Jesus Christ is more than just a feeling that we have. Faith is an active trust based on evidence. It's an active trust based on evidence. Feelings play a part in our faith and they help us with our faith. But have you, and have you noticed when we worship together, when we're an active part of the church, when, when we come together, we are, the feelings that we have that lift us up strengthen our faith because of the experiences that we have, because of the stimulus that we have. The emotional side helps us and will boost our faith. But our faith is not based in the feelings, it's based in the evidence and the trust that we place upon our Lord and our Saviour and our God. So the flip side of this is if we, if we don't actually come and worship together and, and we don't come together and do things for the sake of the gospel, then there's an absence of positive reinforcing feelings, an absence of positive reinforcing stimuli there, and we start to think that our faith seems less because we haven't been involved. So the, we, we actually do need the stimulus, we do need the feelings, we do need the emotions that are associated with worshipping together, with, with coming together and working for the gospel, with, with being in fellowship with one. We actually need those um, feelings and emotions because that will bolster our faith. But our faith is not based upon our emotions and feelings. I want to keep on saying to you that, that faith is more than a feeling. It's actually based in our trust in our God and it's based upon the evidence found in the Bible. I want to share with you a, a, a verse from Matthew's Gospel, Matthew 17, verse 20. And um, it says this, you, you, don't, you don't have enough faith, Jesus told them. I tell you the truth, if you, if you have faith even as small as a mustard seed, you could say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it would move. Nothing would be impossible. Now, I want to set the scene for where this has come. Now, the disciples, uh, before this little passage has been, you know, it comes about and Jesus tells them you, you don't have enough faith, um, he, he's actually kind of saying that in response to the disciples, they tried to heal a boy and they couldn't. So the father of the boy then brought it to the boy to Jesus for healing. <coughs> and Jesus healed the boy. And then afterwards, the disciples asked Jesus, why couldn't we do what you just did? And he said to them, that you have faith, but it's not enough. It's, even if you have a faith as small as a mustard seed, then you'll be able to move mountains. Now, 
Now, the thing I, I want you to see out of this passage is this is not a passage about how big is your faith. This is not a passage about going, oh, well, my faith is really small and I can't do very much. Or my faith is really big and I can do lots. That's not what the passage is talking about. It's about where that faith is placed. It's about in whom that faith is placed, not the size that matters. So even a small amount of faith, as small as a mustard seed, if that faith is based in God, then it will make a difference. A big difference that will mean that you can move a mountain. You know, even that small amount of faith in God matters. Now, I heard a great description the other day about this. How, kind of, how do we put this into practice? You know, a small, a small faith, a large faith. How does this all work out uh, within the scheme of things? Just, just think for a moment. There are two people hopping onto an airplane. How many people have flown on airplanes before? I know there's a few people who have flown on airplanes before. How many people really trust and enjoy that experience? There's some people going, no, I hate that. And other people go, oh, I love it. You know, airplane travel's just for me. I really enjoy it and everything else. You know, the thing is, there were two people who were, who were going you know, on the same flight and they were sitting next to one another. One was a really well-seasoned traveller, you know, travelled for business, hopped on the plane, you know, flew to the location, not a problem, got off, did it. The other person was their first time they'd flown and they were nervous as anything. For those that are well-seasoned travellers, can you remember the first time you flew? You know, um, and, and how that all felt and it was completely different and nervous. So the thing is, both of them actually had faith that the plane would take off and fly and land and they would be safe. They had faith in the, the engineers that had built the plane. They had faith in the engineers that maintained it. They had faith in the pilots that they knew what they were doing. The difference was one person had a small amount of faith because it was the first time they'd been there. And the other person had a big amount of faith because it was the hundredth time they'd been flying and they just knew it. The difference between them, they both had faith in the things, but the person with the bigger faith enjoyed the experience more because they had a larger faith. It wasn't because, it wasn't because their faith was big that the plane flew well. Do you get it? It's not because their faith that their plane flies well. It's, it, it's the fact that their faith is in the plane to fly. The same is for us with the gospel, with our faith in Jesus Christ. It's not the fact that we have a big faith. It's not a, faith, not a fact that we have faith there, but it's the fact that it's in Jesus Christ. It's in God that matters. It doesn't matter whether we've got a small amount of faith or a big amount of faith. The bigger amount of faith, the more we are going to enjoy our journey with Jesus. Amen on that. It makes a difference. Let me put this another way. In Hebrews 11, 1, through, 1 to 3, it says this, Faith is the confidence that we, have, that we hope for will actually happen. It gives us assurance about the things we cannot see, though, though their faith, no, through their faith, the people in days of old earned a good reputation. By faith, we understand the entire universe was formed at God's command that we now see did not come from anything that can be seen. 
here we have the writer to the Hebrews. So this is in the New Testament, and this is to those who are of the Jewish faith, the Hebrew faith, trying to show them that faith in Jesus Christ, faith in God is so important. And actually, faith is the assurance that things are going to happen even if we don't see it. We see and we know that God is there and working for us. It goes on, you know, that passage goes on and talks about the faith in Abraham, the faith in Noah, and keeps on going, and, and, and it gave them good reputations. But all those people didn't have anything. They didn't have as much because it was in Jesus Christ that we have salvation. Not just a good reputation, that's salvation. Mark puts it this way, and this is where we should have our faith. Now, we really should have our faith here. And then Jesus said to his servants, have faith in God. That's where we place our faith. It's not in an abstract thing. It's in the fact that God created the world, that we find within the Bible that's there, that God gave us Jesus Christ who died for our sins and set us free. God is the object of our faith. In Romans uh, chapter 3, verses 22 to 24, it says this, we are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. Notice that we're made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. And this is true for everyone who believes, no matter who you are. For everyone has sinned. We've all fallen short of God's glorious standard. Yet God freely and graciously declares that we are righteous. He did this through Jesus Christ when he freed us from the penalties of our sins. See, we are made right through our faith in Jesus Christ. That is salvation in Christ. We place our faith in Jesus. It's not just a feeling. It's on the evidence and trust in Jesus Christ. It's not on the feelings. And see, the thing is, feelings have the stimulus. We'll be up one day, we'll be down another day. We'll be feeling like we can conquer the world or feeling like we just want to hide away. And if we base our life with God just on our feelings, then we're going to be all over the place. We place our life with God on our faith in God. We trust God. See, the purpose of faith is to, to really gain an understanding and to grow in the truth of Jesus Christ. The purpose of our faith is to, to grow in the grace of God. God continues to give us grace, continues to redeem us. The purpose of faith is to help us rejoice even in times of sorrow. The purpose of faith helps us to, to be transformed into the image of Christ. See, the purpose of faith produces good works from us, not because we want to please God, but because we want to glorify who God is. The purpose of faith helps us to reach out to those who don't know Jesus Christ yet. As we go back and do our last series, to go out and be a witness to all of the world. See, faith is more than a feeling. So feelings come and go and uh, as the outside world changes. But faith is founded in the salvation made possible through Jesus Christ. 
So as we move towards the celebrations that we have at Christmas time, let us remember that our object of our faith is Jesus. And that is so much more important than the size of our faith. The object of our faith is so much more important than the size of our faith. So let us live our life based on faith, not just on feeling. Let's just pray together. Lord God, we know that we do come full of feelings, full of emotions within our lives. Some of us feel buoyant, some of us feel sad. Some of us feel like you are far away and distant and others feel like we're close to you, O Lord. Lord, help us take those emotions, help us take those feelings that we have and let us bring them back to you because you are the Lord of our feelings. You are the one that takes away all those things and replaces it with perfect love found in Jesus Christ. Lord, help us to have faith as small as a mustard seed that can move a mountain. Help us to have faith in you, O Lord, all the days of our lives. We ask this in your holy name. Amen.